Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. This is Mind Shit to Millions with Adrian Swanson and Jesse Roy, your most favorite podcast hostesses. Whoop, right. whoop. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is episode 10. We're celebrating. Yay. We have actually decided to make a podcast, took action, and created the darn thing. Hello, us. <laughs> I mean, we are amazing. Look at us go. <laughs> All right. So anyway, last week, I was having a little bit of an issue. I was having a really like legitimate struggle with feeling proud. And I was going through some real stuff in that episode, like totally feeling shame. But I had let myself get kind of into this heavy place. And I was feeling really disappointed in myself for not being able to feel proud. So after we recorded that episode, like my girl, Adrian, she really helped me. Like we stayed on for about 30, 45 minutes and worked through that issue. Yeah. And we were wanting to record another episode. And Adrian was like, can you, are you can we do this? And I was like, nope, <laughs> sure can't. <laughs> I cannot record another episode right now. I like my whole body, like just felt extremely, extremely weighed down. And I had to honor myself at that time. Mm -hmm. You had to work through all that for sure. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. And I knew if I was going to be in that place of heaviness, that no good work would come. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good that you're honest with yourself because a lot of us try to try to, you know, keep going instead of really looking at it and focusing on it. Yeah. So I spent time that night, like really looking at why I wasn't feeling proud and what it would take to feel proud of myself. And I just kind of let that sit that night because my brain was just like really not wanting to look at it. And then the next morning I woke up, I was like, gosh, darn it. I'm just going to go ahead and feel proud. Look at you. No matter what, like, even if it's something dumb, like getting up off the couch to go unload the dishwasher, whatever, you know, and I didn't want to, I was like, okay, I got up and did something. And I mean, that's all it is, is the decision to do that. And I was going to say that right when we started this, when you said we're on episode 10, I was like, don't you, I was going to say, don't you feel proud? <laughs> I because do. I sure do. <laughs> I do. I'm very proud of us. It's amazing. And I think what you're saying is it's the decision. And you know that my word of this year was decisiveness because I, um, it was real funny when you and I started coaching remember when you told me to journal and I was like, I don't do that. And then I pulled out a journal that I had every now and then journaled in. And two years ago was my last entry. And literally in it, it said, I wish I could make a decision and on what I wanted and be happy. Like th that was my last entry. Like wh what took me two years, Jesse, what took me two years? Um, but anyway, so that really made me say my word of this year is decisiveness. And so, you know, I was working three jobs, um, an accounting job, um, a, 
like a nonprofit job. And then my tastefully simple, mind you, I was also being a wife and a mother and all the other great things that we have on our plate. And so I was doing all of that. Um, I was a director of member engagement. I was for another, um, another place. I mean, I just had so much going on that like, I knew that I was wearing myself so thin that I was tired (laughs) and I wasn't, I looked at my five main things I wanted out of life. And so many of these things did not correlate with what I wanted. And it really took me sitting down and looking at that to go, what am I doing to myself? I'm running myself ragged because why? Because we think being busy means we're productive. No, 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 no. Um, I was not productive. If anything, I was not so unproductive at each, even though I did great at all of them actually, but I was so wearing myself thin that I was not real focused on any of them. If that makes sense, I was getting what I needed to do done. So once I sat down and really looked at that, I made the decision that that's not how I'm going to live my life anymore. And like you made a decision to be proud it's, you can change your thoughts in a minute. Like you can, I now know that being busy does not make me productive and does not make me amazing. And, <laughs> and all of those things or more you know? valuable. I right. think a lot of times we believe we're more valuable when we're busy. Yeah. And I think I felt that way. Like me being a part of so many things, like it showed that I could do so much, but when I really started focusing on what I wanted out of my life and for my family, it changed everything. It changed all the things. And literally within what, a couple months, we had our condo that we've been talking about for years. Um, cause I just changed those thoughts. I decided that I am now going to focus on my tastefully simple business. And I am going to get that condo in Florida and I'm going to spend time with my family. And these are the things that I'm going to do. And I'm going to make that million dollars so I can help those nonprofits. I was giving my time and effort to, Yes. And that was like, boom, like brain overload. Amazing that I could just focus on one thing and get all the things I wanted. Right. Isn't Ama- that amazing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I didn't have to run around with three jobs. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a lot of the trouble when we try to make decisions. We're afraid that if we pick one thing, we're going to miss out. Right. On other things. Yeah. And I think we also say yes to things, uh, a, because like you said, you think you're valued or you think you need to be busy, but also like a sense of obligation, maybe like I felt like I'd been a part of something for so long that there's no way that I should leave instead of recognizing that my no is someone else's yes. And they might be able to make that position flourish. And then I can spend that time on what I really wanted, but I sort of had that. I, I helped start it and I need to stay with it instead of recognizing that because I was there those years, it started flourishing and it's still flourishing and somebody can make that even better. Right? Like I had my part. It doesn't mean that I have to stay with it forever. Right? Like I can, Mm -hmm. I can be thankful and grateful for what I did for it. And it did for me and I can let it go to someone else and it's okay. (laughs) Like, and we are replaceable. I think that's something else too. (laughs) We have to work with. We're like, no, I can't leave. I'm the best. No one else can do it like me. Right. Um, That's a lie. Yep. 
And there'll be a lot more on that in the future about delegation and thoughts on that as well, because yes. that is how you move forward is recognizing that it's not just you. There's yeah. people everywhere that have abilities that are amazing. Yes. And yes. when they, somebody new steps in, they might have all new ideas that make it even better. Mm-hmm. So, so I think yeah. a lot of that decisiveness and really looking at it, like the way you looked at being proud, like to stop and really focus on what do you really want? How do you really want to feel and make that decision? I was talking with a team member of mine and how we were walking, watching people walk the stage at conference. And like, at one point it was like, Oh, I I wish I could do that, but that'll never be me. Right. Like that was my first thought the first time I saw it. And, uh, as time went on, like now I look, well, now I was the one walking the stage. Right. And it's because through these years, I made more decisions as I went that, no, I could, I could do that. It's possible. Then it's going to happen. Then it did happen. Now I want to do it for this, right? Like every time I made a decision the next year, I could make another decision. Like I could Mm -hmm. feel it, believe it and it'll happen. So yes, your confidence grew in that decision. 100%. I don't know. I want to make sure that you guys caught that. Like Adrian was able to start making decisions for her life when she had her, her priorities in order. So she had a list of the top five things that she wanted most for her life and for her family. And once she created that list, it made it so much easier for her to make decisions because when you're posed with a decision, you bring that up, compare it to the list that you've created And will that making that decision get you closer to what you want or farther away? And just so you know, there were a lot of tears in those decisions. You can ask (laughs) Jesse and my husband. (laughs) These aren't easy decisions as, as we always talk about every, everything is a relationship. So when you decide to stop doing something, it's, it's, the choosing to end that relationship. And it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's easier. Like you said, when you have your list of priorities and you know, you're working towards that, mm-hmm. but you still have to mourn it. Like we, as Jesse would tell you, you still have to feel the feels. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You have to, um, honor that kind of, cause it does feel like a loss and it's okay to take time to honor that loss. And, you know, maybe the relationships that you will no longer have or the people you won't see or whatever, but don't you feel like you're like in such a better place now that you've decided to be decisive? Like, isn't this world so much more glorious? And the cool part is all those things that I cried over. I realize they're still a part of my life. Like that group I'm still a part of, and they're still the people I care about in it. Right. Like it feels like an end, mm-hmm. but I guess, I don't know. It's almost like a breakup, right? Like you think it's the end of the relationship, but sometimes they're still your friend, right. For the rest, for the rest of your life or for a little bit, like it's not, you have, but you still have to feel the sadness of the thing you had ending, right. It doesn't mean the mm-hmm. whole thing has to end. And right. so I think that was what I really had to realize is to allow those feelings to be there. Like when you make that decision, it was really hard for me because I always feel like you should be happy. You know me, I'm a seven. Mm -hmm. You should be happy. We should always be happy. And I had to realize that it's okay 
to allow yourself to feel sad that you really enjoyed something and you put a lot of effort into it and you're going to let it go, but that's okay. You know, it's, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel that. Yeah. But it's hard sometimes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a muscle that you have and, to build. And then to realize that, like, like you said, now I'm so much happier and feel so much more joy in my life. And yet I still have a lot of the, the passions and the things I had then and, and the friends and the different things that came with it all. So even though it felt like such a loss, it really was a huge gain in so many ways. Yeah. Like your life is almost richer. Yes. Now for sure. And also like making, like I totally where Adrian was like a couple years ago, like I did not want to make decisions about anything like buying a car, picking a major. Like I thought I was married to these decisions for life. <laughs> Like we built a house and like picking out, you know, when you build a house, you have to pick out every freaking little thing. Oh yeah. I pro, I think I prolonged our completion of our home because I just couldn't make a decision. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, if I pick this light fisher. It's gotta be there for the rest of my life. You know, <laughs> not like you could go out and buy another one. Nope. Nope. This is a major, major decision. <laughs> but as you get like build this muscle of deciding to be a person who makes decisions, it gets easier. Just like Adrian's decision to get on stage. Like I think before when she kind of thought about it, it was kind of like this meek little, maybe someday I'll be on stage. But then her confidence grew in that decision. And she's also grown her confidence in her ability to make decisions now. Like it's, I can make a decision. And if I don't like the decision, I can make another one. Well, and I think like what you said about like picking the fixtures and stuff, we spend so much time on decisions that don't matter. And then obviously then when there's a big decision that really matters, we really can't make a decision, right? Like, so all the time we spend in indecision is holding us back. So like those years where I was like, maybe, like you said, meek little me, mm -hmm. I could have said, oh, that'll be me. And the next mm -hmm. year it could have happened, right? Like I could have made that decision, but I needed the time of like, can I, oh, I can. Oh, sure. Yeah. Now, like it took a couple of years where, so mm -hmm. hopefully our listeners can see that, like, maybe you don't have to take three years. Like I did, <laughs> yeah, no. maybe you can make that decision a little faster. <laughs> Yes. And it all just happens in your brain. Like mm -hmm. a decision can happen in an instant, like Adrian said earlier, it does not have to be some big dramatic experience. Nope. And you can survive no matter what decision you make. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And most of the time when you make that decision, you move, you grow so much more because you did. And even if it ends up being the wrong one, I mean, pretty much everything is undoable, right? Like, mm -hmm. so you learn something. Like we always say, our failures are what make us grow, right? Like when you do something that doesn't work, you now know what, what doesn't work. So you're one step ahead of where you were before you tried it, you know? So making that decision to do it, I think people are so afraid of the failure or the outcome instead of recognizing that sometimes the failure or the outcome is really what's gonna push you forward and get you farther. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's really how it works. It is. That, I mean, just like, I think it was Edison. They said it took him a thousand times to create the light bulb. 
Right. He didn't care. All those failures, he could have looked at, you know, 789th time is like, never mind, I'm out. Right. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how much, I mean, we go back to that. How many people were making fun of him the whole time? Like this guy is insane. Right. Like exactly. You know, he had a ton of haters. <laughs> like, and then look at him, look at him now. We're still yeah. talking about him. <laughs> yeah. Edison, dude, just give up, man. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Good thing he, he didn't listen, right? That's right. He made the decision to be like, hate on haters. Here we go. Like I'm doing this. Yeah. So our question for you is, have you decided that you actually want to be able to call yourself a millionaire? If you haven't, guess what? You'll never get there. It all starts with the decision. And if you haven't made the decision yet, why? And it's okay if you don't want to be a millionaire. Not everybody wants that. But I truly believe that if you don't want to grow wealth, there's some underlying concerns that you might have, you know, or thoughts about people who are wealthy or the responsibility that you will have when you are wealthy. Like for me, I had to work through my thoughts of wealthy people. Like I used to think that wealthy people were like rude and snotty. Or that wealthy people, if they gave money, they just gave money because they wanted to like show off. Be like, look at me. I gave to this and this foundation. So those were thoughts that I had about people who were wealthy. And those thoughts aren't necessarily true. I'm sure you can find some people who would fit that description. But there are just as many people who are so giving, who are so kind, that are extremely wealthy. And if you bumped into them on the street, you might not even know that they're wealthy. And not that this is, I'm curious. Um, do you think some of that was your fee- like your wanting to be wealthy? And like, like we talked about, sometimes it's easier to think the negative thought, um, so that you don't have to fail or, um, you know, have that, that moment where you're like, Cause I feel like that was it for me. Like, cause I kind of had some of the same thoughts and I never thought about the fact that if I had, when, when, when I have wealth that I will be able to give way more than I can now. But in the past, because of maybe my not narrow mindedness, but fear or, um, you know, I'm still working through what might've those thoughts have been, like you said, to think that that's not what it's about. Like it is about, you know, the being noticed or whatever. I feel like a lot of those thoughts were my fear or my reservation of like, could I have that? You know, a lot of us have a tendency when we're wanting something, but we don't want to admit it. We think negative and then we can be like, see, I don't want that. Cause then I'd be that way. <laughs> yeah. That is so good. I love that you brought that up. I mean, I think that definitely can be true. 
Yeah. And that's that negative self-talk that we've been warning you guys about. But if you don't ask yourself that question and then you're never going to discover all that, those underlying issues. Yeah. And really looking deep into it because I think that in the beginning, I literally thought, you know, some of the same thoughts as you, um, and really justified that that's, that's why you don't want it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when I really looked into it, it was my insecurities and my worries and my thoughts on the topic, not actual thoughts, because you look at some of these, some of the wealthiest people, I mean, they're donating 20 and 30% of what they make. Right. Mm -hmm. Or even more like the Gateses. I think they, I don't know. I've seen some numbers of their donations. It's just like crazy. Yep. Craziness. It is. Woo. I feel like we're getting like deep and heavy again. Like, whoa. <laughs> Woo. There's a lot to think about there, right? There is. Um, yeah. Lots of stuff in there. Lots of stuff to work through. So for our fem focus for this week, we want to know what's de- one decision that you can make right now that will propel you towards growing your wealth? Is there something you need to cut out? Is there something you need to add? Is there a habit you need to change? So please bring that into our community on Facebook, Mindshift to Millions, because we're going to help you work through all of it. Strive to change your mind shit to millions. See you next week.